Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, we got a lot of ground to cover in the fastest 60 minutes of radio as we try to help you slow things down. Divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and help you make the news make sense today. And as always, we want you to help us elevate that conversation. You can do that on the Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. So, of course, a lot of chatter going on uh, back in our nation's capital as a bill was passed late into the night uh, last night. And I want to talk about what that is. Uh, There's been a lot of celebrating going on that this was a great compromise Uh, I disagree. I think what we witnessed was far closer to collusion than it was to compromise. And everyone always tells me, it's like, oh, there's just, there's too much conflict in Washington. There's too much conflict in our politics, uh, back at the national level. And I'm here to tell you that conflict is not the problem in Washington, DC collusions, the problem. And we watched it yesterday and we need to divide a couple of things out. Because you can say, okay, well, we got the we got the COVID nineteen relief package through. That's good. Yes, that is good. Long overdue. Uh, there's also an additional thing that was put together. So this was not a vote necessarily on just the pandemic relief. This was also a vote on almost one point four trillion, one point four trillion of all kinds of spending that most people don't even know about. Remember, the uh, bill was delivered late in the afternoon yesterday, nearly 6,000 pages of bill text. Uh, That does not read like a Harry Potter novel uh, by any stretch of the imagination. It is slow, grinding work to get through that. I guarantee you there is not a single member of Congress in the House or the Senate that read the bill before they voted on it. And again, people can say, well, it was just a good compromise to get something done. Uh... It wouldn't have to be that way. So in these big omnibus bills, what happens is you have the four leaders from the House, the two leaders from the House, the two leaders from the Senate, two Democrats, two Republicans. So it's MacArthur or McConnell, Schumer, McCarthy and Pelosi, four people behind closed doors and they work out the deal. Uh, There's a there's a whole lot more. There's another 433 members of the House and there's a whole another 98 members of the Senate that didn't get to weigh in on that or to try to make it better. And so you're always presented with this false choice of, well, we either have to vote for all of this or uh, we can't we can't help the American people with some pandemic relief. And that is the hardest thing for us to understand. And it's the most important thing for us to understand 
is that it doesn't, that's a false choice. This is all that would have to happen. If 51 senators had said, there is no reason for us to vote on pandemic relief and vote whether we should send over a billion dollars to Egypt and set aside tens of millions of dollars for a racetrack and all kinds of other money for all other kinds of projects that have nothing to do with it. But think of it. It's the fake fight and the false choice. We have been here before, and we always get here in December because usually we have to fund the government because they didn't do it when they were supposed to in the spring and the fall. Uh, and because they are stuck now saying, well, we've got to do this before we go home for the holidays. And it's all false choices. And so to say that uh, someone, you know, didn't vote for the this, this stimulus is, is just not accurate. They may not have voted for the whole omnibus of all these things that were jammed together uh, in the name of compromise, but really more collusion than anything, because it's much easier to just vote yes and go home. It's really hard to explain to your voters, no, we actually need to debate this on the floor of the House or the floor of the Senate. And then we need, we need as a member, as a representative of you, the people, uh, we need to make it better. So we need to be able to amend it. And then we need to vote on those amendments. And then you want to see compromise happen? Oh, my goodness, compromise will happen like we haven't seen in 50 years. And so we have to get to that. We have to get to that point. We have to expect more. And remember, I'm going to call your memory up here. Remember a couple weeks ago, there was lots of drama, lots of hand-wringing about museums and new museums that had been proposed. And because a senator wanted to make sure that everyone voted on that in front of the American people, uh, that's how it went. And so guess what? In the middle of the night last night, those museums were passed. Uh, they were approved as part of this big omnibus bill, which is what I predicted would happen, that they would just take it and say, oh, we'll just we'll just tuck that in right here. Uh, it's not too much money right now. Nobody's going to notice this. Nobody's going to talk about this on the floor uh, so we'll just do this and pass it and move it along. And sadly, that's how more and more of our legislation is being passed. And, and so we have to be very careful. Uh, I am no one is for compromise more than me. Finding better solutions. Uh, sign me up. Collusion is the problem. Uh, when I went back to Washington uh, with the eyes of a business person, uh, I was shocked. I mean, I was shocked. Uh, the the real fights in Washington, D.C. have nothing to do with whether you're on the left or on the right. The real battles in Washington are those in power against everyone else. And the lengths that the leaders of both political parties go to so that no one has to take a hard vote, especially before Christmas and the holiday, uh, the collusion that goes on is unbelievable. The pressure that is applied to members of both parties by their leaders to just go along, to just vote, we'll just we'll just lump all this together. Nobody will use this in a campaign ad against you uh, in your next election. If they do, we'll support you. We'll throw some money at you for your campaign. Uh, and that's the collusion that is the problem, which leads us to where we are, folks, and that is $27 trillion in debt. Uh, the biggest threat to our national security uh, is our debt. Uh, and so while, yes, we are happy that we can get relief uh, to folks that need relief, uh, this is not a day to celebrate cooperation and compromise. Uh, this was a collusion day, 
and it's at the heart and soul of the problem uh, that we're up against. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, uh, our good friend Scott Rasmussen is going to join us, and we're going to talk about what we know about leaders and followers and where to find them coming up next. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.